0: So let's jump in this morning uh, to a word that I think is really uh, crucial for the times we're in, and um, I feel like as we see things escalating in the earth, you can see uh, nations raging, and ethnic groups coming up against ethnic groups, and all these things that Jesus said, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. You can see these things around us. And really, truthfully, there's all throughout human history, you have that dynamic, even back to Cain and Abel, the The wars of the brothers, the wars that break out because of sin in the earth. And um, so, so this morning, I want to jump into a topic that is really... Um, What's the word for it? It's uh, pertinent. It's it's important, but it's also something we, we want to be careful with when we when we jump into such topics. And we're going to talk about spiritual warfare and activating your spiritual weapons. How many of you guys understand you got spiritual weapons? Sadly, I think sometimes many believers, many Christians, go through much of their life without activating them. Uh, and I feel like we're coming in a time where we can no longer afford to, uh, to be deactivated, but <laughs> we need to be full steam ahead in the things that the Lord's called us to and the weaponry that he's given us, understanding the times, understanding what our role is, understanding that, that we're called to make a difference, and to to be literally the light with if the if the light of the church goes out it's utter darkness we are the light of the world we carry the torch of the gospel of Jesus Christ and um, so I'm just going to pray one more time and we're going to jump in we're going to kind of cover some basics there'll probably be a two part series of this because we're going to kind of establish a few things I was looking at the 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 volume of the notes and I was like Lord I can't do this in, in one so we're gonna we're gonna um, Probably this Sunday, next Sunday. And um, who's, but who's ready to put, put their weaponry on? All right. Father, we thank you, Lord, that, that you saw fit to, uh, to save us, to love us as you do with an everlasting love, to call us into eternity. But you also saw fit to allow us to be here and to learn to fight, learn to fight the good fight. Lord, you saw fit to uh, teach us to wrestle with principalities and powers and authorities of the evil realm, you could have removed all that, but Lord, you said this is part of our journey, part of our training, training for reigning. So, Lord, teach us your ways now this morning, in Jesus' name, Amen. And so, I began to uh, think about this year that we stepped into, and um, I began to, to to feel like the Lord was saying things have escalated. You can kind of look in the earth. In the natural, but how many people know that the natural is not our our first and foremost place to look to? That what's what's happening in the spirit realm is where where you have authority, where we're called to. And uh, and so he said, it's, "We need to fire the the big guns. It's time to fire the big guns again." And uh, and so you you know you hear of these different weaponry that's these hypersonic weapons that. You know, Russia's proclaiming they they launched these things, and and uh, China says they have them. There's there's new weaponry, new technology all the time in the natural. But we have as believers, and do I got any believers in this house this morning? Okay. All right, uh, we've been given the ultimate weaponry, okay. And our our, weapon, our weapons are not carnal. They're not fleshly they're in the spiritual dimension, which is the everlasting dimension. It's the dimension that counts. Everything here in this realm is decaying. You understand that? That this this realm, our bodies, this world eventually will, will, will be destroyed. And, and all these things in the natural, this realm only lasts for so long. And so we feel like, and, and as I share this, I'm also setting up for um, something that the Lord told us to launch in April, which is our Tuesday nights. And we've Traditionally done as the Lord leads on Tuesday nights, and you're all welcome to come if you can. Um, but we we've done Bible studies, guys and girls Bible studies. We've done um, different forms of uh, prayer circles and worship and Jesus jams and all these things. But we felt like it, the Lord said it's time to step back into the prayer room, into the prayer room. And I, when I when I thought of that, the Lord said the prayer realm. There's a realm we can go to. There's a there's a there's a place of authority that we can step into to make a difference in what's happening. Uh, you're not voiceless. You're, you, you, you have authority to what's happening in the earth, what's happening in our nation, okay? And, and God wants you to, to use um, what he's given you. So we're going to jump in on a scripture. Let's, let's stand. Um, this is uh, 1 Corinthians, I think, that, that passage, if you want to put that one up. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. And so, a very famous passage from 2 Corinthians, Paul writing this, and um, I, I've, I think I sent you one more. Did I? Let's see. Yeah, Ephesians. So let's let's read from this, um, Ephesians chapter six, verse ten. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit in all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests is that the end of it? Uh, there's one part to finish that. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the saints. Please be seated. All right, you guys ready? So how many people have figured out we're in a war? If, if you haven't figured out, you're not paying attention. <laughs> or you're not reading your Bible or a combination thereof. All through, the, all through the Scripture, the Lord tells us that we're called to be good soldiers, soldiers of Christ Jesus. He, he exhorts us to put on the full armor of God, and he wouldn't be calling us out as soldiers and t- telling you you got, you got armor, you got weaponry, you got dangerous stuff that you're called to wield and, and to know how to discharge. He wouldn't be telling us all that if there wasn't a war. And this war is a spiritual war. And that's why worship and warfare go together. You look at David, who, who is a man after God's own heart, and probably one of the m- most prominent Bible heroes, characters in the Bible, who also had issues, okay? And yet he stands out as a man after God's own heart. And if you sum up his life, it was pretty much worship and warfare. And the two are inter- interlocked, I believe, okay? I believe that the two... Um, go together and that we can get uh, a leverage in this battle that we're all called to, to engage in, we get this leverage, we get this positioning through worship, okay, there's something that takes us higher, we, we get a vantage point where we can see what the is doing, we get above the fray, above, as they say, the fog of war, you look at what's happening right now in Ukraine and Russia, and there's so many stories and narratives, conflicting stories of, of who's bad, who's good, who? Well, why is this and this? It's called the fog of war, where we people are putting out all this disinformation, and and uh, and everyone's using the propaganda, especially in the times we're in. You guys understand that the war that that we're fighting globally sometimes primarily is an information war. It's all about those little video cameras and who's put putting this out and that out, and everyone's like, and our emotions are being swayed this way and that way and pulled this way, and 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 and, and so this is happening. And yet, we're called to, to have profound discernment as believers, that we can go push aside the fog, push aside the agendas and the propagandas and, and say, God, what is happening right now? And, and what is my role in this? And I'm telling you, there's a role that every saint has a privilege to have and to do, to exercise, and it's to, to wage war in the spirit realm, okay? Okay? And uh, But we don't wage it as, as the world does, as we read. We have weapons, but they're not of this world. Think about that for a minute. you got weapons, but they're not of this world. They're, they're otherworldly. And they're made for the tearing down, I love this, of fortresses, the demolishing of strongholds. Now, what's a stronghold? It's a fortified place where the enemy thinks, I've set up camp here. No one can penetrate like, like the walled cities that we've seen in, all through human history, a place where they fortify. They think no one's getting in here. And, and yet the, the power that God has given us um, to demolish strongholds, the, and they look like arguments, look like pretenses that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. That we're, When we see these things rising up, when we see things that are an, an, an affront, to the values and the morals that God has given us in his word, that's when we should start going, uh-uh, not on my dime, not on my watch, not in my city, not in my culture. It's okay to take ownership. Even though our citizenship is in heaven, we are uh, allowed to be here. We've been parachuted into this war zone for a reason. And I believe the Lord is, wants to call us up to be his special forces. Okay. How many people know that you're special to the Lord? And that you're made to be a force, a force to be reckoned with. You're, therefore, you are a special force. Okay? And, um, and, but a lot of people live substandard to that, where we just kind of get entangled in civilian affairs and just what everyone's doing, and, you know. And, and I believe God's calling us up into a place where we belong. Isn't there an old song like that? Lord, lift us up to where we belong, where the eagles fly, right? So the Lord's doing that literally. And we see um, that you might be a little discouraged if you read verse 6 there from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once our obedience is complete. (laughs) You might go, wait wait a second. (laughs) You mean I, I don't really, I can't. I can't really inflict punishment on the enemy all the you know until my obedience is complete, and you might be like, man i don't know I'm, I'm, I look that looks like I got disqualified from the beginning no here's what it is: the more complete your obedience is, the more authority you have. if you're walking clean and pristine before God, you have an authority if if we have issues, we have addictions and things that are pulling on us, I mean we don't have much authority, especially in that realm, right, and so we need to. Along with the call to warfare and tearing down uh, things that are, are an affront uh, to the Lord, we need to make sure that we're walking personally clean before the Lord, uh, being, uh, having clean hands and pure hearts, pure vessels before God. That's, that will keep us out of trouble, especially if you go charging against some strongholds. We have to use wisdom to know our sphere of authority, to know where we have victory. And the air, very area where maybe the devil's been hounding you and, and trying to tear you down, once you get that victory, once you get the, that, uh, um, that breakthrough in that area, that's an area that you're going to have authority to set others free. That very area we thought, man, I'm just getting whooped up in this area of lust or this area of uh, not trusting God with money. But once you get that breakthrough, you contend for that. I'm telling you you come out with authority to set others free. Cuz you understand that warfare. You've you've felt the breath of that dragon. Okay, so let's go let's go into this. First I want to just establish a few things about warfare. Is that okay? Can we do that? I know this is a heavy topic, but y'all ready to go there? Okay, first of all, we see all through the Old Testament. Now some of this I'm just going to have to Refer to and don't don't have all the scriptures, but there's plenty of scriptures. You see, this, where you see these good kings that come in and they bring reformation, they begin to cleanse the land from idolatry and immorality, and these kings that begin to to uh, do implement the word of God the way it was intended to be, and and yet it's more than a few times you see that, however, they did not tear down the high places. Therefore, the enemy still had a stronghold, had a grip on that culture. So not too long, even though there was a great reformation and things got better for a season, maybe there was revival, broke out for a while, but somehow that revival started to dissipate. And we're thinking, why, why can't we just keep going in the works of God? Why can't we, why do we always have to fall back? And I believe it has to do a lot with the high places that are not being torn down. Even in our nation, as I speak right now, there's things that need to be dealt with. And there's some people that God's created for such a time with this who will begin to deal with these things and begin to tear down things that are not meant to be in our land. Okay? So we're talking about launching a prayer room. Tuesday nights, it'll be 630. It'll just go for about an hour and a half. Who knows? Maybe God will spill out and and this this thing will just break out because I believe there's a lot of worshiping warriors in this house. Okay, and I, and I believe God wants us to, to use the gifting, the calling, the privilege of exercising the authority that he's given us in this life, okay, and, um, and so when we talk about a, a prayer room or a prayer realm, uh, it's, it's about atmosphere. When he said pull out the big guns, it's time to demolish strongholds, it's creating an atmosphere where we can have elevation, where we can go up, we can go up. You know, we are called to do space wars. <laughs> do you know that as believers? There's a, there's a realm that we're to, we're to be in and we're to contend with. Now, I'll just, I just got to quickly give you a couple of these things. How many people understand that most people believe, now you can't say this um, um, what, what's the word? With, with utter authority, but you can say this by reasoning, seeing the, the, the clues that the scripture gives us, that there's at least three heavens okay there's there's a Paul talks about being caught up in in the in the third heaven in a place of paradise in a third heaven and he he and has a angelic and and a divine encounter where he wasn't even allowed to speak of some of the things that he saw and so we know that if there's a third heaven that means conclusion would be there's a second heaven, and most people believe that this is uh, the, the heaven, the natural realm here is what we live in right here. So what happens in that second heaven, that sandwich between this realm, the natural realm, and the the, the, the kingly realm, the, the the heavenly realm, the third heaven, well, there's a place where the enemy dwells called second heaven. And uh, we know that the enemy has authority. 1 John speaks of this. I don't know if I wrote it down. Um, but he has authority over over all the earth the enemy is allowed to roam okay he's a defeated foe and yet somehow in god's wisdom he says there's still going to be some guerrilla warfare going on and i'm going to teach my people how to exercise authority i'm going to teach my people how to fight by allowing the enemy to still mess with us okay and it's, the bible says that he he he's like a, a lion he's like a lion he's not a lion he's like a lion seeking who he can devour and you ever watch those animal shows those lions man they don't just come running up to you to their prey they 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 uh, what do they call it they sneak up on you and they they're like stealth and and they're just they're like literally one you ever watch the cats when they're the big cats when they're uh, in hunting mode like their one paw will just like literally I mean, they're just like so careful, like and, and you know, there's a demonic realm that's sneaking up on us, and we don't know he's even there until he pounces, and we're like, "Oh, how did this happen? That's why we need brothers and sisters. that's why we need to be part of a herd, <laughs> you know, Because if you're part of a herd, someone's going to hear herd, you know what I'm saying, and they're going to hear the, the the enemy sneaking up on you, and, and there's going to be some some uh, some warnings, because if we're just doing it all alone. Chances are we're going to get picked off, like most of the, the animals. You get outside, you're the, the 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 weak one, or the rebellious one, or the you know that's the ones that the enemy goes after. So there's there's a a war for our souls. He wants to he wants to devour. He wants to destroy. We know this scripturally, okay? Um, but we have been given weapons to counter this work, where we don't have to just watch um, the enemy uh, devour our generation and devour our nation. I believe God is looking for people to, to exercise the authority that's been invested in them. Okay. So we're called to, I I felt like the Lord showed me when we we started building these prayer cabins and praise be to God, look at the timing of this. I wasn't, I didn't even think of this till this morning, like ding, ding, that we're actually positioning, we're taking the, the seven prayer cabins and we're putting them in the location in a hidden place in the forest on Eagle's Landing 70 acres, and we're actually moving them in this week. They're gonna they're gonna be stationed. And the Lord told me they're like missile silos, hidden. And there's uh, seven prayer cabins that are um, made to be uh, made to well, one for each continent of the world. Seven. So there'll be one will be Asia, one will be Africa, and Europe, and different ones. And we'll be able to go in there. And I felt like the Lord said there's things that are going to happen in this hidden missile silo where we can launch weaponry, where you can tuck, your way, tuck yourself away with God and begin to contend and say, what if, what if, what if some people here had enough leverage and authority uh, and, and, and agreement where all of a sudden we start seeing the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, begin to crack just because of what was launched from this, this middle Tennessee. And, and whether it's a Tuesday night, whether it's a, a hidden place, but I believe God's saying, regardless of whether you can make it to these things or not, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, God says, I need all my warriors whole, and I need them firing the weaponry that I've invested in them. Spiritual weapons. Spiritual weapons. Missile silos, hidden places, that 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 prayer closet. Can I get a little air up on this this one here? We need a little air in this. At least I do. I'm, I'm I'm burning up up here. I'm on fire. Watch me burn. All right. So, uh. So here's the thing. A lot of people want to just check out and not really do this warfare thing because war is messy, right? And uh, so, but you can't. Let me tell you, you can't check out of this one. If you're, if you're born again, we got anyone born again up in here? Praise be to God. Okay, if you're born again, you're automatically in the kingdom of heaven. That's good news, someone, right? And, but by so doing, by, by just being there and having citizenship in heaven and being a son of God, you are now an enemy to the other kingdom. And what is the other kingdom? It's the kingdom of, heaven, of Satan. King, and Satan has a kingdom, and you, you might think, well, how did he get all that going on? You know, it's just, I thought there's disorder in the enemy's camp. No, there's, there's an order. Satan was an angel, uh, actually the worship leader of heaven. Imagine that, the worship leader of heaven who somehow got so full of himself. Watch out, worship leaders. <laughs> you know, there's three archangels that we know of, a messenger, a warrior, and a worshiper. And it was the worshiper that, that fell, that rebelled against God did a mutiny in heaven, and he falls with, along with a third of the angels that follow him, probably a whole bunch of worshipers that were connected to him, worshiping angels, and they fall to earth, they get cast out of heaven. But there's a structure that God already had implemented. The enemy, enemy's not that, that genius, okay? He just, ha- he just, the structure, there's an authority, there's a hierarchy in the demonic realm. You can see that. I don't have time to go in all the scriptures, but there is okay? There's powers and principalities and authorities, and there's the, the little minions, and, there's the, and, they, and, they, and they, they rule by fear and domination, domination not by the, the Lord's King. If you, see, if you see domination, people dominating people, tyranny, it's not the Lord. The Lord is, is the King of freedom, okay? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, okay? So, so there's a, automatically you're in a warfare, By just being in the kingdom of heaven. And this enemy is scheming against you. He's dreaming up ways to destroy you. If he can't destroy you, he'll settle for just deceiving you. Which can be almost just as dangerous. And and there's this passage that talks about, um, well actually here it is, Romans chapter 12 says this. says, verse 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. The ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. That's what I was just describing. So you see... He's the one who leads the whole world astray. We see the, the deception that's spoke of at the end of the age with the spirit of Antichrist that will be released, that already is released in the earth. And so we see these dynamics that are shaping up. And uh, so this, you've got to understand that this enemy of our souls that we fight against, that we're called to fight against, that we're called to resist, is invisible. It's an invisible enemy. You think, well, that's not so bad, invisible. No, but that doesn't mean he's not influential. He, he, he has ways that actually makes him more deceptive. And when you finally do see him, he looks like what? An angel of light. He appears as an angel of light. He doesn't come as an old dragon. He appears as an angel of light. Deception is his main weaponry. Okay, so the, the devil, he runs, the, I believe, the most effective shadow government the world has ever seen he's a shadowy government it's a dark government behind the scenes moving and manipulating over cities and nations and and yes powers and principalities they're regional they are regional You'll have a certain power over, over an area that has to be dealt with, has to be contended with for people to be set free. Otherwise, people are walking around, and Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers. They just don't get it. No matter how hard we, we, we try to convince someone, you're like, well, something is holding. And sometimes the, we, we have to take out the air war. There has to be a no-fly zone, as you hear call, calling for over uh, Ukraine right now. We have to say, no, not in my city. There's a no-fly zone of the demonic realm. We're going we're gonna to contend. We're going to create a, a, a realm where there's an open heaven. You ever gone to places where you felt open heaven? I remember t- times going up to Moravian Falls in the early days when, when the prophets were gathering. People were coming from all over the world in North Carolina. And, and there's some of our first angelic encounters of just like literally like, whoop, there he is. Like there's an angel. What? Like, whoa, I just, where you just can see an angel doesn't happen a lot, but I remember the first time we were doing a retreat up there, and I remember I was sitting in this room. There's about 24 people in this retreat together, and we're there. And I remember just sit, sitting on this couch, all, all the actions here, and I remember looking to the front door, and I looked over, and I was like, and I looked again because I saw something. I had to look again. I had be like. And I remember, like, constantly, like, kind of, like, looking away and then looking again, like, because, it was there every time I would look, and it was an angel, probably about ten feet tall, and it was, it was big enough that its head was like this, because the, because the, just barely fit in the room, and it was guarding the door, this big old warrior angel. I wish he was on my football team. <laughs> he is. That's good. <laughs> um, and so. This, this realm can open up from time to time, encounters, and, and we begin to see what's going on. And I remember that very same night. You remember the night all the lightning came? It was just like a, such a supernatural night, this lightning that shook the house, and it was just things were happening in the spirit realm. And so we've got to understand that uh, we are fighting a shadow government. It is a government. It's a hierarchy. It's a structure of demonic uh, implications being implemented in the earth and God wants you to do something about it. He's given you authority to make a difference, to make a change. What if Nashville became a city of light? Right now we're, we're a mixture. Will it be like that all of our life? I hope not. I believe not. I believe there can be a shifting over a region where we take out a demonic force that's holding people blind, that's... that's uh, keeping the politicians in corruption, that's keeping the church divided, things like this. And, and I remember one time we went to um, the Washington Cathedral, and if you've seen that, ever seen that cathedral, so beautiful in America. Usually you go to the see these unbelievable celestial cathedrals in Europe, and you're just like, wow, well, this one's beautiful. It's not quite as exquisite, but it's just got its own thing, and it's a place where the presidents go to church, and it's right there in, in Washington, and 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 I remember somehow, I don't I still to this day never figured out how this really happened. We knew a lady who knew someone and and um, she pulled some strings and she gave us they gave us two nights to do worship in the Washington Cathedral, like just a bunch of young guys with guitars and bongos and stuff. And I remember we were like pushing the piano out of the way, and like making ourselves at home, making a big worship circle, and, and we began to worship in this place, this this governmental place, and I I mean, it was like an open heaven. I mean, I just was feeling angels running up and down like a Jacob's Ladder over this. And, and I was like, Lord, what is this? And he said, this is, this is Father Government. This is Abba, Abba God that you're feeling. And this is where his angels do the business over the government of our nation. Wow. What? And I was like, whoa, keep singing, guys. Keep singing. It's working. Something's you know, and, and oh, we're just some humble guys, characters with some guitars and bongs who believe in Jesus and and stuff started happening. God began to release a vision that I'll I'll never forget. He said, He said, This nation's trying to push me out. He said, But I'm coming in. I got news for you, I'm coming in. This nation's trying to push me out. This was years ago now, but the battle was already on. They were taking prayer out of the schools, and all these things were happening, trying to take the Ten Commandments down, trying to erase our history. This was happening even, you know, 15, 20 years ago. It was already An onslaught against Christian morals and values that we're built upon. And he said, This nation's trying to take me out, but I'm coming in. They'll either know me as father or as judge, but they will know me. And I was like, Whoa, that's intense. (laughs) I was like, we can't afford to know you as judge. <laughs> you know, we need mercy. I'm like, can we know you as father? And I started kind of rummaging through my mind, like, what could we do? What should we pray? I just, because I literally got this download with angels coming up and down. And I I, I could see what's happening, the, the battle for America so clearly. And yet God's father heart said, I want to come in and be known as Father. And I was like, what could happen? What should we do? And he said this. He said, or actually I said, in, in my thinking, he said, we need another great awakening. That's it. We need another. It worked in the past. We had a great, great, great awakening one and, and two, and it worked back then when, th- when times were dark. We turned the whole thing around, supernatural happenings, and then I, say, I begin to say, hey, we're going to pray for another great awakening, and the Lord stops me, and I was a little offended, like, that was a great idea. Come on. It's like, <laughs> it worked before, and he said, no, don't talk to me about a great awakening. He said, only talk to me about the greatest awakening. He said, the days are evil. It's, he says, off the scale. What you're going to see, and little do we know, we'd be coming into years like 2020, 21. These years where all of a sudden, oh my goodness, God knew what was coming. The kind of darkness, the kind of deception and, and global tyranny and things that we'll be facing, facing uh uh, humanity, he knew something was coming. And, he's, and he basically said, it's way darker than you think. It's going to come. But the answer is there's the greatest awakening. He said, don't talk to me about a great way. It's the greatest. It's off the scale. And I, and I need you to know how consequential the future is going to be and the battle that's at hand. And we're in it, guys. We're right in the middle of it right now. It's going down on your watch, on my watch. So the question is, what do we do about it? What are we called to? What can we do? Well, first it says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Don't shrink back. Be strong. This is a time for strength. When you see the strength of the enemy rising up, remember little David? He comes in, and, you know, he's a shepherd boy with his little harp, right? He, You know, and he's taking out bears and lions in his spare time. That's pretty good, actually, you know? And so he's 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 doing that. But then he shows up in a time when all the armies of Israel are paralyzed with fear. Do you see any? paralyzation of fear going on in our times even in the church those who are supposed to have the authority and the, and the weaponry to make to, to to shift this thing and so he shows up on this you know he's got the bread and the cheese he's just he's just delivering pizza to his brothers Hebrew pizza you know and and, and that was all he was supposed to be involved in just you know just delivery boy and he looks at this scenario and he's like what what is going on and, and he and he looks at at his brothers he looks at all the warriors he looks at King Saul he's like Aren't, aren't you all going to do something about this, this giant, this uncircumcised Philistine who's mocking uh, the, the, the God of Israel? And, and he's realized, man, no, you, you know, when you're a young guy, you always look to the old guys first. Like, well, aren't you going to do something? All the big names or the big guns or something. And when you start seeing, like, wait a sec, second, wait, this isn't really happening. For some reason, we're gripped with fear up in here, okay, then guess what? It's time for the young guys to go, okay. I know my God. If no one else is going to do something about it, it's time. So he goes and he tells, says, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> volunteer, you know, God's volunteer army. He, he looked at that giant, and they were all like, he's, he's too big to fight. And David's looking at him with his little slingshot, and he's going, you kidding me? He's too big to miss. <laughs> it's like, i have getting targets way tougher than that. A big old head like that. Man, I could, that's an easy target. See, it's all about perspective, isn't it? And he knew his God.
1: Woohoo!
0: And so we're called to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Praying for all the saints, covering one another, covering the church of Ukraine, covering the saints in Russia, not getting into this political thing. There, there's believers everywhere and the believers need to be covered and protected and called out and encouraged around the world. But also tearing down the powers and the principalities that are manipulating mankind, manipulating nations. And so uh, I think I read this earlier but I'll read it again. 1 John five nineteen says, we know that we are children of God, hopefully everyone here knows their identity, that you're at rest with that, I'm a child of God, I know where I came from, I know where I'm going, my identity is in him, and he, but then he says this, right, like, that's so comforting, like, I'm a child of God, like, but then the rest of the sentence, and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Whoa, wait wait a sec. I just got all cozy with Papa Abba God right here. And all of a sudden, and by the way, you're in a war. And the whole world is under the control of the influence, the prince of the power of the air. It's all about the air these guys the air, the, these days, the airwaves. Who's ruling the airwaves? The information war and all these things. And, and I really believe that we're in a time where God's going to begin to, to release strategy. So I'm going to get into a couple of these things that we need. So we t- establish this, there's three heavens. And by the way, just to mess with that theology, just so we establish the three heavens. That's good. I like that. However, it keeps saying all through the um, Psalms, it keeps saying, be exalted, O Lord, above the heavens. <laughs> so God's above even the th- three heavens, okay? It's like, he, it might, for, all, for all we know, there's probably seven heavens, okay? He only told us about three. I know God. He loves those sevens. But anyways, he's above them. He's up there in the upper room, the upper, upper room. That's Okay? The throne zone. But who wants to get caught up in the third heaven? Who wants to have encounters? and See, when you come back down from a place like that, you're marked. you you got strategy. You can't see life the same. It's no longer living in the lowlands, the valley of indecision, of uh, you know, the, the valley of apathy and indifference and, and distraction, just doing frivolous things, trivial pursuit that is a adds up to a whole bunch of nothing at the end of our life. All of a sudden, we start to strap on weaponry, and we begin to use the stuff and the influence and the authority that God wants you to use. Okay, so point number one, all that to say, there's our description of warfare that we are in. Here's point number one as we head towards launching Tuesday uh, prayer, but also the the. Prayer cabins are being released. And if whether you're just visiting or not, man, this message is for you because every believer that calls upon the name of the Lord has been given authority and weapons that he wants you to use in this life sooner than later, preferably. Amen. And so we need here's the first one when we come together, we we get the power of elevation, the power of elevation. There's something about we can fly higher together. We can go places together. We can be like that formation that can fly. You know, the Canadian geese, as you see them flying, and, and they said they can fly further, and, 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 uh, and we can be like an, an angel, I mean, not an, an eagle, that can catch those updrafts. And God wants us to get elevation. I remember uh, one quick story here. Some of you guys have heard this, but it's, it's worth repeating. It's one of those ones I'll never forget in my life. So when we started the work here in the inner city back in 93, and it was a rough, tough neighborhood. It was like a place you just most people didn't want to be. And uh, I remember even telling some, some black friends that were on the other side of town. I was like, yeah, we're over here. We just planted a, 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 a ministry over in Joe Johnson. And they're like, Joe Johnson? Like, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. <laughs> I mean, literally, they started going. We're not going there. We're not coming. I was like, "So you want to come over and help?" And it was a it was a rap band, you know. That was like trying to get them to come and, and minister in this community over here. And They're like, "Uh uh-uh. uh." <laughs> like, we, we'll go a lot of places, but we're not going to Joe Johnson. So this was a rough, tumble neighborhood, uh, addictions and and um, abuse and all kinds of things going on. And so we began to see the strongholds that were in the area. And we actually went a lot in this corner right here. This was all where it happened, Hell's Half Acre. And so we would go into the crack houses. We'd go into the Niles grocery store. It was really a drug store. It's where they hit all the drugs and 24-7, everything was going on right here. However, there was another stronghold right at the end of this street here called the Sunnyside Inn. I want, I'm saying this because you're going to understand how we can use spiritual weapons to demolish strongholds, and it, and it will manifest in this life. So I asked the Lord, do I go down there? I heard there was knifings and shootings. It's where most of the prostitution happened from. And I said, Lord, should we go and meet the manager or figure out how to, you know, make it different? What do we do and pray? And he said, no, no, just stay right here and drop bombs on it. Shoot missiles at it. So for about two years, we pray for Joe Johnson. People would come to the wor- these great worship times. They encounter God in here, and they're like, wow, that was amazing. I just got one question. What is it? Who's Joe Johnson? Who's, who's this guy that gets all this attention? I mean, every, Lord, <laughs> deliver Joe Johnson, you know? <laughs> and, and where's this sunny side? I'm like, it's not sunny, believe me. You know, the sunny side. So we began to pray. We began to pray. And one day, one of my young guys comes running down the street. He's all out of breath. He's like, Pastor you're not going to believe it. He goes, the sunny side, it's gone. I'm like, gone? What do you mean? He's like, come on. So we run down the street, we get down there, and we get there, and everyone's walking in, in slow motion, just like, just walking around like this. And I look at the sunny side, it's a pile of rubble. It's literally just demolished. Demolished, I like that word. Okay, <laughs> and there's police everywhere, and their owner's cussing up and down. Like, no one got hurt, but it exploded. Like, it was like God stepped on it like a bug. And it just went, and all the bricks even blew out the windows of the cars that were parked beside it. And so I was like, the Lord showed me, He said, I told you to drop bombs on it, it'll work. So there's things, guys, in the spirit realm, we don't have to gauge, engage everything and everyone in the natural. There's some things in the stealth realm, the space wars, the hypersonic spiritual weaponry that God's given you that, that can outlast and outspeed the enemy, and He's entrusted it to the saints. And so the power of elevation, of going up here and, 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 and uh, releasing prayers and relief, releasing declarations and prophecies, we, we, we don't see it maybe at the, at the moment, but someday the whole thing starts to just blow up. Things start to blow up that looks like it will never change. There's things in America right now go, man, it's just going to always get worse. It's easy to get discouraged and go, man, it's just the way it is. You know, Antichrist coming, might as well just make room for him at this point, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> Line up, get the chip. I mean, that's that's a little, a little extreme. It's <laughs> gonna happen. The Bible says so. It's like, no, don't do that. That was that was uh, that was a joke. Don't do that. <laughs> you know. And uh, and so, but but the, the the Lord's looking for warriors. to say, saying, not on my watch, man. I mean, I don't care if we're like the only state that's shining for Jesus a refuge. You know, it's been prophesied over over. Uh, Nashville that it would become a city of refuge for years, a city of refuge where people could run when everything else is insane. Have you noticed there's migrations and immigrations happening everywhere? People are running just like the prophecy that we heard years ago. There would be a day when people would be coming to this city as a city of refuge. What do you think these hundreds, really thousands of people that are piling in here, do you think maybe we're in that day now? Do you think maybe we're in a day where God wants to turn on the lights over Nashville, a city of light. And so um, I want to talk to you about, so the power of elevation, taking and occupying the high places, going to the, to the high places, knowing what they are in the spirit realm. There's, there's some people that are amazing strategists who just have that intercessory gift that begin to understand history and what's happened and, and where these high places are. We have to literally figure this out and then know how to pray. And so, uh, but the next thing is the power of assembly. Someone say assembly. We don't think much of this—the power of assembly, the power of a corporate anointing. It's different than your prayer closet. Okay, uh, all through the, the Psalms, all through the, actually two hundred and forty-seven times it talks about the assembly, the assembly, the assembly, the assembly. But but David, maybe the most, is constantly proclaiming, "I will sing a new song, his praise in the assembly of the saints, in the great assembly. I will proclaim the righteousness in the great assembly." Uh, God presides over heaven's court. He pronounces judgment on heavenly beings. the actual um, I meant to read that one second, but it comes from psalms eighty two it says God presides in the great assembly. He gives judgment over other gods. He pronounces judgments over heavenly beings, invisible beings, but it comes from a place of the assembly, the courts of heaven, the gathering together and and God wants to the power of the assembly. What is that? It's also the power of agreement. There's something when we come together, it's different, right? I remember back in the day, we started doing this. It was called, first one we did was called um, Thunder on the Bay, and it was was Mobile Bay down in Alabama, and we went to the bay, um, and we we uh, it was right after a hurricane, was ready to shut the whole thing down. All of a sudden the hurricane just stopped and all of a sudden, oh, it's on. We're good. And what was it? It was hundreds of drummers and drums coming together to release thunder prophetically in the bay. There's a lot more to the story. We also went and did it on the highest point in Alabama, thunder on the mountain. And we released th- these these prayer things. Uh, these pr- prophetic maneuvers with drums, like hundreds of drums. So I was like leading these drum charges. And I remember I stumbled upon this language that just got got my attention, not just being a drummer, but it was this word I'd never heard before. It's called drum fire. Drum fire. Like what in the world is drum fire? Daniel Crane wants to know what's drum fire. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Glad you asked. So drum fire, it's, it's, it's like an all-out bombardment, a blitz of every weaponry you got, like a where every whip weapon fires at the same time. It's a military term. It's called drum fire. Bah! And we would literally release these uh, proclamations, and then we would just cry out drum fire, and the whole place would just rattle and roll like thunder, just shaking the place. And see, you can't do that by yourself with your one little drum. Right? It's when you say drum fire, and there's agreement, and there's power, and there's an assembly, and everyone's in one place proclaiming whether it's through voices or sound releasing a sound that'll shake the place and i remember i was hearing recently hearing ray hughes talk about what happened the consequence of what happened when we did these uh these thunder on the bay thunder on the mountain we here we actually did one called the rumble and it was releasing sound anointed sound that would shift and shake things who believes that this could still be true Walls of Jericho, there it is, victory through sound and corporate release, corporate agreement. Jesus said this, I'll leave you with this last part here, is uh, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you, if the two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father who is in heaven the power of binding and loosing the power of agreement binding something on earth and therefore binding it in the heavenly realms or loosing there's there's authority that God wants to give his people he's actually invested it in us right there he's saying there it is for the for the grabbing for the asking if you want it there it is and yet how many times do we just go through life thinking i don't i just don't know what to do about these times i don't know what to do he says i tell you the truth, if two of you will agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for us by our Father in heaven. We need to hold on to such passages. We need to not just hold on to them, but exercise them. And so, uh, as we launch, even this, this Tuesday, I think it's the first Tuesday. What is the date of that? We're, uh, first Tuesday in April? The 5th? So, the, we're going to launch here And we want you to come. If you feel led, come. And we're going to begin to release big weaponry. The Lord said we need to create an atmosphere of worship. And out of that place will come uh, declarations, standing on the word, binding, loosing. But we're going to go after stuff, and we're going to ask the Lord for spiritual targets. But the Lord said that, that as, and then we're going to do harp and bowl. We're going to begin to, a proclamation uh, out, comes out of the worship. The worship, uh, you know, how many people know that a sound takes you places? There'll be a certain sound and all of a sudden, you ever felt this where all of a sudden, man, I feel like I'm in the Orient. I feel like I'm, I'm in another nation, another place, another culture. A sound will lead you somewhere where all of a sudden, then the Lord says, now that you're standing here in the spirit realm, now you can proclaim something and shift and change nations. Woo, thank you, Lord. So I, this, let's begin. We can go ahead and, whoo, someone on keyboard. Let's just begin to shift into, so to, now today I just was establishing the urgency, the urgency of the warfare of our times and and what our role is in such times as good soldiers of Christ Jesus. Uh, next week I'm gonna talk about the intimacy. See, it's it's urgency and intimacy. It's not one without the other. Next Next week I wanna talk about the beauty of the lord that as we come together corporately and we worship we're going to talk about the bounty that we receive when we go together up the hill of the lord and the blessing that comes through victory we're going to talk about the power of declaration but for now i just want i want i feel like the lord said i need good good soldiers that are willing to to sign up to say lord i'm willing to use the weaponry that you've given me. I'm willing to be an intercessor, to stand in the gap from the way things are and the way things will be. I I praise God we don't have to take up carnal weapons, natural weapons, that God has called us to such a warfare where, where we can deal with principalities and powers under the authority of the Lord. And we don't have to go take out our fellow man. That's a not, that's a, a, a last resort if, if something comes to that. Not that we're called to that necessarily, but I'm saying that, that carnal warfare is something that you you don't, you don't want to have to live through. We don't want to have to live through that. So why not use the weaponry now, amen? The authority that God has given us to shift things. How many people believe that, that there could be a great awakening at hand for our nation? Instead of everything dismal and everything dark and everything just kind of landslide... So, Lord, we come to you now and we thank you, Father, for prayer, to pray in the Spirit in all occasions. Lord, teach us your ways, Lord, to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests covering the saints around the world. Teach us your ways, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the, the prayer gifts, the intercessory gifts in this community. I thank you for prophetic gifts. I thank you for the creative gifts, those who are atmosphere makers. Those who help bring elevation so the prayers can launch from a high place, so that we can occupy high places. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the assembly of the saints. Don't forsake the assembling. Don't get get caught up in little tributaries when you could be part of a great assembly that's moving together. Yes, praise God for intimate gatherings. Praise God for the prayer closet. But there is something God's saying. I need you to come together as one, as one, and release with power. Woo! Bind on earth. And watch what God will do in the heavenly realm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just have a, have a word uh, for uh, Courtney's cousin. Yeah, tell me your name again, Carrie. I just felt like the Lord was giving me something for you, and I just, he just said that I saw you, you. You picked up a, it was like a trumpet, and um, and it was it was beautiful. It was a trumpet, but I, I, I said, Lord, what is that? And and the Lord said, it's your voice. He's giving you a trumpet, and. Uh, but it was kind of dusty it was kind of like and, and and i saw you you began to take a cloth and took this oil it was it was the oil of the lord and you put it put it over it and it became like a silver trumpet and if you know in the old testament the silver trumpets the the, the priests were called to carry those silver trumpets and to, to proclaim things and I, and I feel like the lord said that he's refurbishing your voice your calling your your, your mission your mandate And the and Lord said, just put a little oil on it. Just dust it off. Put a little oil on it. You watch what God will do. But you're called to be a prophetic voice in your generation. And uh, Lord, we just bless her. Lord, we just thank you. And and I feel like the Lord said that it's not like the way it used to be. There's you actually came here for this word, whether you know it or not. (laughs) There's something that the Lord's saying. From this day forth, there's a marking on you and purpose and calling, and it's not too late. You're not disqualified in any form or fashion. The Lord says, actually, for such a time you've been fermented. You thought you were prevented, but the Lord said, no, my daughter's been fermented for such a time. And Lord, I think you're connecting darts. I mean, I mean well, connecting dots, that's what I meant to say. Connecting dots, uh, relationships that are going to help form a company. You know, it says that there was a band of prophets that came down from the hill. I feel like there's prophetic musicians and intercessors that you're going to, if you're not already gathered with them, you will be. But there's a band. There's bands of prophets, like prophetic bands that are getting ready to be birthed. I'm, I'm going corporate now. Bless you. Thank you, Father. But, but I felt like the Lord just said that to proclaim that. Prophetic bands are going to begin to come down from the mountaintops as in Saul's day where he bumped into these guys like, where are you coming We came from the high place. We're a band, but we're prophetic. We're the Lord's. And we're going to prophesy into the earth. There's a banding together, a bonding together of certain companies of people, whether it's musically, whether it's intercession, but there's a banding and a bonding that needs to happen for such times like platoons, squadrons, holy unto the Lord. For the for the for the battle that's at hand, woo! Thank you, Jesus. Jeff Rishfield. I felt like the Lord said that for such a time this year, God's gonna things are gonna begin to begin to click for you. Things there's a formation, there's a a positioning for gifting, a positioning for gifting, for a release of gifting and purpose, destiny, things that you've stewarded and you've fought for, and then you've thought, well, it's just not fully engaged, and then you kind of let it go for a little while, and then you come back to it, but the Lord said, the one thing about my son is he keeps coming back to it. He keeps, you keep coming back to the Lord. You keep coming back to the purpose, the destiny, and, and the Lord's honoring that. And I feel like the Lord said there's a, again, there's that fermenting for such a time, and I feel like you're going to see a, a positioning and a... Um, a reconciling of even things that were disjointed and felt like it doesn't quite fit. It doesn't quite. I'm not I'm on my my full game. I'm not on my game yet, but I'm I'm almost there. I'm getting there. I'm working on it, and I feel like the Lord said, "You're going to see by the end of this year, like, wow, this is it. This is this is all I was fighting for and believing for. And you're going to be able to let go of things that you thought you had to hold on to, and you're, you're going to hold on to the that which is eternal, that which is eternal, that which bears fruit that will remain. Woo!" Amen. You're you're a prophetic priest, a royal priest in your day, in your generation. All right. Uh, Lauren and Houston, I feel like the Lord's giving you wings. I feel like there's a season now coming where your giftings, your full gift sets, getting ready to flourish. Just felt like the Lord saying this again, this year, it's like you're on a runway of gifting and purpose. Yes, Lord. Amen. You've been looking for this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right, we're going to, I could. I don't want to get too caught up in all this. Lord, help me. Get caught up. Jesus all right we'll do one more who we get let's see let's see scanner thank you Jesus thank you father Evan little little Evan (laughs) little Evan big Evan's like (laughs) your time's coming boy (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the Lord said you're you're a gem in his hand. And you've not been overlooked. He's actually tucked you away. I saw him take this little gem and he put it in his shirt pocket. It was like right close to his heart. And you've been kind of hidden and tucked away. But the Lord I saw the Lord reaching f- for you and, and taking you out. And I feel like uh, there's something about this year things are gonna connect. And and you've contended, you fought for victory, you fought for Positioning, as we're talking about, but not in a not in an ungodly way, in a, in a very humble way. See, the way we fight for position in the kingdom is we humble ourselves, we go lower so that God could take us higher. And I feel like you've you've chosen the a low path, and the Lord says that get ready because there's wings of worship. There's you're you're a, you're a generator of sound and prayer, and uh, and, and and God's going to release that through you. Get ready, get ready. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Amen. Come on, honey. Love well, Sarah. Pray a prayer and. We'll, you guys excited? So we'll do part two, and then we'll be we'll be locked and loaded, ready to go.
1: Such a good word, wow! A lot to take in. I hope you guys took notes. If you didn't, you can go back and listen to that message on YouTube, on Harvest Sound, or on the Harvest Sound uh, Facebook page. That was really deep and great, great word, Scott. I just want to um, just close with just reminding you we're launching those prayer rooms April 5th starting um, April 5th is when that launches a Tuesday night so pray about coming 630 to 8 and that will be every Tuesday and uh, I'm just I I couldn't help but I just felt like I was going to jump out of my seat and you guys were just going to see me going "Ah." because prayer is what excites me. Prayer is what is the engine in me. And I just am excited to be in a company where we're going to go into that throne room together and bring down those things that are in heaven into our atmosphere. And it's so time. If you know me, I am all about love, but I'm also all about war. I am love and I am war. And um, you get me on a good fight and I will fight with the Lord until what we're fighting for will come forth and manifest. It's just how I'm wired. And so I just want to pray that there will be a company that will be in this church that will rise up and say, not on my watch will evil take over, but the Lord himself will take over our city, will take over our families, will take over the region. I just believe that there's going to be a shift as we come together. And if you've been fighting alone, you don't have to fight anymore alone because we're gonna fight together. That's the power of prayer. And I love when I'm in the trenches and I'm struggling. I can just call on another prayer, intercessor, a warrior, and say, hey, fight with me. And they fight. And I see the breakthrough. Can we just believe as a church we're going to just see some amazing breakthroughs? as this word came forth and we're going to just uh, stir up faith. So I'm just going to pray for faith to rise up in this room. So Lord, I just thank you for our church. Thank you, Father, that you are bringing forth and assembling a company of um, believers that are going to activate their, their faith. To And those that faith is going to move mountains. It's going to level mountains. You said your word in Matthew 18, 19. When two come together in prayer, you are there in their midst. And whatever we ask, it will be done. And I'm praying right now, Lord, that there would be a stirring of faith in this house. Stirring of faith in those that are watching online. Stirring of faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to demolish strongholds as we come together and worship you, King of Kings, and you be exalted in this city. And Lord, you're going to take down the high places that have been set up against you and your people. And we just thank you for the victory that's sure. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things. Amen.